So how's everybody's January going? I mean, we're halfway through the month and we've set goals and we're digging in, but how is it going? You know, it can be really hard to stay on top of all the goals that we've set for the new year. And I know that we started talking about goal setting um, a couple weeks ago when we started season two, um, but I want to take some time to talk about goal setting gracefully. So something new that is going to be happening on the podcast here is that throughout this season, there are going to be these shorter episodes where we dive in to talking about a way that we can focus on graceful goal setting and practical ways that we can do that. And this just seems like the perfect time to start because you know, as we tend to go through our first month with our new goals for the year, we find that some of them maybe aren't working out and not because we haven't been doing them, but because they just don't fit what we're looking for. So my challenge today is that while we're sitting here chatting, that we will be able to look at our goals and evaluate them now that we're a couple weeks out to kind of say, how are we doing? Where do we want to go from here? So today we are going to talk all about grace and goals and chat about them. Hey friends, I'm Cassie and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. So before we jump into talking about some just grace-filled ways we can set our minds on when we're looking to prepare our goals, I think it's important that we talk about the kind of relationship that we have with goal setting. You know, maybe when you hear the words goal setting, it just fills you with so much overwhelm. Maybe because of life's uncertainty and brokenness, you don't even want to attempt to set a goal because it just feels too risky to hope for something to go the way you plan. On the other hand, maybe you love goal setting, but are now trying to learn how to set goals that are actually attainable and not made for an able body because you now have a body that is living with a chronic illness. Maybe you've set so many goals that you don't even know where to begin, so you decide to just wait until next year, next month, next Monday to figure it out. Or worse... Maybe you try to overhaul your whole life at once. And if you resonate with any of those thoughts, you're in the right place. Here on Living the Chronic Illness Life and the Chronically Cultivating Podcast, we love to talk about setting intentional and attainable goals, no matter what season of life you are currently in. For those of you that are new to chronically cultivating or gracing goals or living the chronic illness life, I want to personally say welcome and introduce myself to you. So I'm Cassie and I joke about it, but I truly am a recovering perfectionist. I have a progressive chronic illness and I live my daily life in medical uncertainty and brokenness. But there is nothing that excites me more than Jesus, fresh blooms, and planners. And I probably should also say confetti because there's a lot of confetti, okay? (laughs) Despite my husband's um, preference. 
But in all of this, I, through lots of imperfect progress defined by good intentions and also lots of unchecked boxes, I've learned how to set goals in uncertainty and I'm actually in love with setting goals again. And part of that is because when I say especially a recovering perfectionist, that was more so when I was an able body. So when I say that, I mean that right now I am in a wheelchair, I'm home almost all the time, and that wouldn't be any different even if COVID wasn't going on right now. And my life is just very different. And when I first started setting goals, I was setting goals with the mindset that I had an able body, that I didn't have any physical limitations. And that made things pretty challenging and did not work out well for me to the point where I almost just said, you know what, I'm not even going to set goals because it doesn't matter. This progressive chronic illness, every single time I turn around, something is declining, something isn't going right. And I just wanted to give up. And here, I love to talk about power sheets. They are my favorite goal planner. Um, If you were here last season, you've met the power sheet prep gals, and I am excited to tell you that they will be back here on the podcast. Um, But I love to use this goal planner because it has helped me learn how to do what I'm looking to do, even with the body that I have currently. And it took time. And I made tons of mistakes and almost quit, but I'm so glad that I didn't because now you and I are able to talk about this today. Since then, I have been on a mission to help other women, especially those with chronic illnesses, set goals by relearning how to plan and hope again, little by little, one day at a time. I encourage you to embrace blank lines and unchecked boxes while celebrating all the tiny victories and looking for all of God's goodness and everything. And finally, I love, love to share my passion to live and plan intentionally with your chronic illness in mind and not in spite of it. So today, our focus is going to be to share my grace-filled mindsets that I use when I set goals in this very broken body that lives a very uncertain life reasonably and attainably while leaving room for the dreams that you have in your heart to bloom. Now, if you don't know what power sheets are, they are an intentional goal planner. If you head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com slash goals, you can read all about them and get a set for yourself if you'd like. And I'm also, if you look into the show description uh, for these notes, you're going to find the links there as well. And I'll make sure to mention that tag again at the end um, so that we can focus right now where we're at. Um, And All of these things that I'm sharing with you, whether you use power sheets or not, you absolutely can apply this to any area of life where you're setting goals um, in really any capacity, but I have found um, that I've really tailored this to my power sheets, so you are going to hear me talk about that um, more so because I've had the most success um, goal setting with them with a chronic illness. So I think it's safe to say that we have established a few things so far. We've established that we want to ditch the overwhelming part of goal setting and that we want to work on things little by little. And we know that we can't overhaul our whole life at once. And we want to work on setting achievable goals that not only fit our life, but work alongside and with our current limitations. 
And most importantly, we desire to live intentionally with the time and energy we have right here in the middle of the uncertainty and the brokenness and the craziness that this life holds. So the first mindset that I want to get into is talking about how we view success. Because when we're going to be creating a goal, we want to know how to measure it. And I think that we have given check marks far too much power. So the first mindset that you want to focus on is remembering that check marks and completed tasks do not equate the value you bring to society and they do not equal your worth. Okay, that is super important because check marks are not the only way for us to view success. And this is where we have to be focused on the why of our goals. Because if our goals are dependent on check marks, then you need to reevaluate your goals. Your goals should have a greater why behind them than just, I want to check that off my list. And if we don't know the why behind our goals, we will not be able to motivate ourselves to work on that goal. And this is something that I feel like the power sheets do a wonderful job of reminding us. I have to say, if all of my goals were solely based success-wise off of check marks, it would be really hard after a bad week, a bad day, a bad season where there haven't been a lot of check marks. That's going to make me pretty upset and probably hesitant to open up my power sheets because I'm going to almost feel shameful. And that is not at all how we should feel when we're setting goals and we're living intentionally. It is not all about check marks, which is why I'm going to say it again. If your why to your goal is contingent on check marks, you need to reevaluate your goals. I went from living out my why to all of a sudden not knowing what I was going to do with my life, and how I was going to spend my days. I felt like I lost purpose, and that was actually what I almost gave up on power sheets because I had just determined that maybe they were only a tool for able-bodied people who had reliable bodies and consistent schedules. And friends, I'm so glad that I was wrong. As I've adjusted to living in a broken and very unreliable body, I found that purpose in my life and that my why didn't actually change, just the how did. For instance, when I was working in dance medicine, my biggest goal was to help dancers overcome, come back from their injuries and be more than just what they were facing in that current moment. And my biggest why, if you look at that, was helping people overcome what they can't change. And the how in that time of my life was with dancers. And the how now is right here with all of you. And it was really helpful for me to see that my why didn't change, just the how did. And the thing about intentional living is that the more we live an intentional life, we find that it is far, far greater than just check marks and progress bars. Because check marks and progress bars are a great tool, don't get me wrong, but they are not the only tool to weigh and measure your success. So this does lead us to ask, what is another way that we can measure success and progress without solely using check marks? And one of the ways that we can do that is ask our friends, our mentors, our spouse, the people around us, but especially ourselves, how we're growing 
into that goal? How does it look off of paper in real life? Because I could be checking off that I'm doing my devotional every day, but am I actually growing closer to God? Because the check marks don't mean anything if they're not accomplishing what the real goal was. So I say that because emotional growth and personal growth can be really hard to see on paper. So one of the ways that I have helped myself out um, is that when I'm in my prep work and I'm working on an action plan for a goal, there's a box where you answer, what does success look like for this goal at the end of the year? So I typically split that box in half and I write down heart-wise, what does success look like for this goal? And then in the easier to measure way, what does success look like? So for instance, um, one of my goals this year is to develop and continue to grow this podcast because I absolutely love being able to interact with all of you. So my heart version of success, I should say, for this goal is to shine Christ's light and to just give all of it back to Jesus and let that be my main focus. If I am shining his light and I am leading people to walk closer with him, that's success. And then I also put in there number-wise, amount of downloads that I'm hoping for. But what's great is that now when I'm looking back on what progress I've made, I'm going to look at it in two different ways. Because again, check marks and numbers and all of that are not nearly as important as what that goal is doing for you and for the kingdom. So I just want to encourage you with that because there are more than one way to measure success. So just to recap that, ask your friends, ask your mentors, your spouse, the people that you are around consistently, how you're doing on that goal. And then take a step back and ask yourself how you're doing and say, okay, what am I in line with? And really making sure that you're setting yourself up for both of those things. So maybe I'm going to hit the numbers that I'm looking for and that's going to be awesome. But if I don't hit any of those and all that I do is focus on that heart version of success, which is to share Jesus, then that is successful and I'm going to count it as such. So that's just a way that I'm setting myself up to remember that check marks are not the only way to measure success. So the second mindset that I walk into goal setting with is to ditch the deadlines and embrace slow growth. One of the easiest ways to do this is to give yourself more time than necessary on a goal. I like to make room for uncertainty. I like to make room for my body's inconsistency. I am known for making rain dates on almost every conversation or meeting or time with friends, whatever it is, because I know that there's a chance that I could wake up that morning and say, nope, my body's not having it. I I just can't do this today. So I always kind of have a rain date. And with my goals, I do something similar. I like to give myself more time than I need because if I get it done in the time that I had hoped, awesome, but I've already made space for grace and that's going to help me feel less stressed and be able to focus on my body and what's currently happening while still enjoying and following through 
on the goals that I've set for myself. Some people also tend to do um, a yearly overview. There is a yearly overview um, page in your power sheets. Um, I actually typically don't use that. I use it actually as a gardening um, plan, but I typically like to focus on what's right in front of me. Now, I should preface that by saying I actually hate doing things that way. I used to love to have everything planned out months and months and months in advance, uh, but my body doesn't work like that anymore. So I work really hard to focus on right now, what's right in front of me. And this just helps me to focus on the now and what's going on and leaving room for anxiety and inconsistency so that I can just live presently. Because part of living intentionally is living presently. Another way that we can ditch deadlines and embrace slow growth is to not be afraid to make a big goal a couple month long project. I think stereotypically we forget that we don't have to accomplish a whole huge goal in one month because I don't know about you, but a lot of big goals for me do not happen in one month. And so giving myself permission and the reminder as I'm setting goals that I don't need to get this all done in one month is really helpful. I also find that the people that are in my closest, you know, inner circle, I'll share a bigger goal or task or project with them and say, here's the timeline that I'm looking at and I'm thinking about what do you think? Because sometimes they'll look at it and say, yeah, that seems reasonable. You've given yourself more than enough time and grace. Perfect. Perfect. Other times they may look at it and say, mm, you know what, why don't, why don't you give yourself a little more grace? And that's really, really helpful. Another thing that you can do is to break down your goals into extremely small action steps that allow you to work at them little by little. For instance, if maybe you had a goal to send out your Christmas cards for the year, you would make action steps to pick out the card that you wanted to do, take the photo for the card if you don't already have it, order the cards, get your list, your address list updated and together, put them all in envelopes, address them, bring them to the post office. Like those are all things that we can take little by little that make up the goal of sending out Christmas cards. And by taking it little by little, it's going to give you, even if you don't even realize it, you're going to give yourself more grace to just say, okay, today I'm really not feeling great or I don't have a lot of time, but let me just take one step closer to this goal. So then you don't have to do all of it all at once. That is just been super helpful um, for me. When we're setting goals, there's a lot of balance that plays into it especially when there's a chronic illness involved because we want to make progress, but we're going to balance that with seasons of uncertainty. We want to focus on living day by day and we also want to balance, you know, using our to-do list for the day and not allowing it to control us. So one of the ways that I have helped navigate that balance is do kind of like a weekly check-in. So I'll go in and make a list of everything that needs to be done on the week. Ideally, I would do this on a Sunday evening, but life does not always go the way that I plan. So sometimes it doesn't get done till Monday or Tuesday and that's totally fine. But in my check-in, I'll write down a list of things that I want to accomplish that week, but I'm not going to assign days that I plan on getting those tasks done, which is what I used to do when I was fully able-bodied and 
not dealing with the health struggles as significantly as I am now, I kind of got into a habit of on Sunday evenings, I would sit down with my planner and assign tasks to each day. So I broke down my week in advance, but that's not how my life works now. I need to take things little by little and focus on one day at a time. So now what I found is helpful is that I'll just make a master list with all the things that I hope to get done that week and when I wake up in the morning and see how my body's doing I can look at that list and say yeah maybe I can get one or two things done but also recognizing that I may not get those things done and that's okay and that has definitely helped me work on that balance because I'm able to focus on that day. I don't need to stress about saying, oh, I want to do this yesterday, but I couldn't. Now I'm behind. All of that moves out the window because I'm not doing it that way anymore. And it has been really, really helpful. And finally, the most important mindset, in my opinion, about when we're setting goals is that we want to choose grace over guilt. I know you've heard me say the word grace quite frequently, but there's a very good reason as to why. And that's because celebrating progress big and especially small requires choosing grace over guilt because there's no progress too small. If you know me, you know that I love to celebrate all of the little victories. And I don't take that lightly because if we're not looking for the good, we probably won't see it. And in my experience, when I'm deliberately looking for the good, I see it. And every single day, I, in a wildcard page, will write down one victory that I had that day. And that helps me celebrate the big things, the small things, and recognizing that a victory is a victory, no matter how small, even if it didn't look how you planned, a victory again is still a victory. Another thing that helps me choose grace over guilt is using erasable pens. I love the Friction brand pens and markers, um, but those really do help me sometimes if I'm struggling and just not getting things done in the way that I had hoped, I just erase it and I'll add it to tomorrow. And sometimes I prefer to do that rather than just crossing something off. If I've made progress on a goal but didn't finish, you know, filling in that progress bar, I've learned to leave it unfinished. I don't get stressed out at the end of the month that I need to finish that goal and it has to be done. I will just add it to next month or if I know that it's gonna be something that's not gonna take me too long, I'll still leave it blank and then when I finish that goal, I'll go back and I'll put the date in. You know, I'll make a little note, I didn't finish this in January, but on February 6th, I did finish this. So I like to go back and put that in there so that I can see, yeah, it didn't just get left unfinished it was done. And something that's also great about leaving a goal or a progress bar, a box to check, any of those things blank, is that you have an opportunity to ask yourself yourself a couple questions. First off would be, why didn't I finish this goal? Then you can ask, was it because it wasn't an attainable goal or was it because it doesn't fit the season that I'm in? Because sometimes we don't finish goals because they just didn't work for us, especially like let's think a daily goal. If you have a daily goal to go on a walk every single day, but you know that the weather is going to be really bad one day or such and such and the weather has just been terrible lately and you may find there's a lot of blank boxes. You can go, well, I had the time, I had the energy, but doing it that way didn't work. So it wasn't the goal wasn't 
attainable, it just didn't fit the season. So you may say, okay, I'm going to change that goal to say, I want to walk, but if I can't, I'm going to do X, Y, Z instead. The other question for bigger goals that we may have that are left undone, like reading two or three books or a book, whatever it is, right? You may say, well, is this a goal that I can just say, you know what? this didn't work for me? Or is it a goal that you want to say, but I still want to finish this, so I'm going to extend it, give myself some grace, and do it next month? These are all questions that we can ask ourselves when we have a goal that didn't go the way we planned. I also like to embrace blank lines. This has probably been one of the greatest tools that I use, and if you've been in the Power Sheets community for any length of time, or you've followed my journey, you will have been told already that you can't do it all and do it well. And I don't know about you, but I always used to feel like that's a great point, but that doesn't apply to me. I know that I can do it all, but here's what I've learned. You can't overhaul your whole life at once if you truly want long-term growth and not just short-term success. And just because we can do all things in Christ doesn't mean that we have to do all of the things. So one of the ways that we can resist the temptation to do it all is to slow down. So one of the ways that I like to do that is to go through my tending list. You know, when I'm brainstorming and I'm making my list for the month of the goals that I want to achieve, I will make my plan and then I always take off one thing. It's based off of, you know, the quote that many know from Coco Chanel that says, Before you leave the house, look in the mirror and take one accessory off. Well, that's basically what I've incorporated in my goal setting because I can always add a goal to the list if I find that I'm able to accomplish more than I thought, but it helps me stay focused on a few things at a time rather than everything. Because if I'm trying to focus on everything, I'm not going to give my whole self to that goal and my progress is going to be stunted and it's not going to grow in the way that I hope that it will. Something that I've found over time and probably the greatest thing about leaving margin in blank space is that it leaves room for God to move. It leaves room for uncertainty It leaves room for spontaneity, and it also leaves room for us to breathe. So when you get to the end of that month, any month, I encourage you to ask yourself a couple questions so that you can learn from the blank lines by asking yourself, what was I able to do this month because I left blank lines in my tending list? You can also ask the question after, what didn't I do because of those blank lines? And the reason that I say that so specifically is because sometimes when we look at blank lines, I can say, man, by living life off of my tending list, I was able to just flourish. I spent more time laughing with my husband. I spent more time seeing friends. I spent time enjoying the right now because I wasn't fixated on my tending list. Because yes, there is so much good in our tending list, but what makes our goals come alive is what we do with them off of those pages. And that's what I hope happens for you when you set goals, that when you leave room for something, you're able to say, by saying no to one thing, I'm choosing yes for another. And there's so much good that happens off of these pages. So when you're working on your next tending list, when you're working on your goals, I really do challenge you 
to embrace blank lines. Don't try to do it all. Don't guilt yourself for not doing it all. Focus on remembering that your worth is not defined in check marks. That it's okay to grow slow. Because guess what? Slow growth is still growth. And of course, remembering to choose grace over guilt. Leave blank lines. Don't do it all. These are the things that are going to help you live out what matters in your life every single day. What you do off of these pages matters. What you do in these pages matter. And when we want to live an intentional life, we have to remember that our life, our time, our energy, the people around us all matter. So I'm so glad that we got a chance to chat today and we were able to talk about how do we start setting grace over goals. And I can't wait for this series to continue. Over this next season, we're going to spend little bits of time together going through some of the resources that you have available to you through the Grace and Goals platform. So if you want to learn more about this and check out the entire library of free resources that are available to you, you can head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com goals. You will find all of it there accessible at your fingertips. I am so blessed that I get the opportunity to cheer you on and to encourage you. So please send me a message on Instagram. Uh, send me an email. I would love to hear about how your progress is going. I would be honored and delighted to cheer you on. So for now, friends, I'm going to let that sit and I'm going to throw some confetti for you here and I'm going to ring my cowbell for you because I want you to remember that every victory is still a victory, no matter how small, and that you're doing a great job. And I'll see you guys soon. Friends, as our time here comes to an end, I want you to know that the resources don't stop here. If you want to check out the Power Sheets Goal Planner, head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com goals. There you will not only find the Power Sheets Goal Planner, but an entire interactive library of free resources called Grace and Goals, which holds blog posts, printable wildcards, downloads, videos, and even some of these episodes right here to help you continue cultivating an intentional life right where you are, no matter how uncertain the season. Whether you're building an intentional life through your daily habits, planting a garden, setting goals, or simply resting well, you can cultivate an intentional life. Head on over to livingthechronicillnesslife.com to access all of these resources.